You're listening to What the Policy, a podcast where young people talk about public policy issues, ideas, and how it all works, but without the politics and without the confusing language. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of What the Policy. I'm really excited. We're currently recording at the University of Melbourne. Mm. Pretty cool. Sitting in a project room with Sheila. Yes, hello. (laughs) Sheila, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, So I'm Sheila. Um, I'm studying Master of Public Policy, uh, same as Rose. Um, I did fine arts for bachelor's. Yeah, which which is so cool. (laughs) It was, yeah, very, very different than what I'm doing right now. But, um, yeah, so... Public policy right now. Um, I did some consulting work and right now I'm assisting a PhD candidate in research focusing on the political affiliation in the media businesses. Which is fascinating. Which is fascinating. Yeah. Oh. And very controversial as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so- I guess I should introduce the topic. Yes. I've got to work. I'm, I'm slowly getting better at this uh, podcast business <laughs> and eventually I'm good. You feel so natural with it. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, so we're going to talk about youth engagement in public mm-hmm. policy. And I, I guess we're both coming at it, you know, we're both young. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're young people. <laughs> we're both policy students. So we think policy is really interesting. Yep. And we will talk about that. And I hope it's interesting. Well, I guess it'll be good for us to try and think about people who are listening who maybe mm. don't care about policy. Mm. Well, if they're listening, they probably do care. Yeah. Maybe if they <laughs> find it uh, a bit confusing or, you know, it sounds really strained. Mm. Here's a starting point for us. Mm-hmm. How would you define policy? policy. Oh, yeah. All right. I always think of it as... Well, we, we discussed about this mm. previously. Um, we, we think that public policy concerns a lot of strategic problem solving. Yes. So identifying what the problem is and then um, looking at the resources and data and how we use that for the most efficient, more strategic uh, solution. Yes. I, yeah. I, I love that. That's, that's what solidified my deep love of policy was (laughs) thinking of it as problem solving Mm. because it's problem solving and it's so it's so linked to how it impacts people yeah i don't know if that made sense my coffee's still it does yeah (laughs) it's it's problem solving for people and making people's lives better yeah it's awesome i love policy so much (laughs) uh so Yeah. yeah i agree and um i know i've for listeners, I have raved to Sheila already about this course that I, we did in my in our masters about policy analysis. What is public policy? How is it made? Mm. So, uh, policy is so broad, and so yeah. there's no kind of set structure yeah. you can put on it. But there's different frameworks you can apply, and, mm. and you know, draw yep. out some analysis. Anyway, we're not yeah. we're not here to talk about <laughs> the theoretical fun yeah. times, but. What, what one way of thinking about policy is how, how does it how do problems capture the attention of your elected representative or your mm. or your the politicians how do problems get on their agenda and how do they decide the policies they want to focus on yes. and whatnot and that directly links into but also as young people how do yeah. how do our perspectives get captured yeah. in this fascinating policy process yeah, yeah. and the answer is sitting in Australia, at the national level, there's not really, currently there's not really a way for young people's perspectives to get heard. I thought there were many associations for 
you know, organizations that are directly supported by the government. Yes. So, um, at state and territory levels, yeah. there are, there are, um, you would call them a peak body, right. which sounds really cool, a peak body. <laughs> uh, so in Victoria is the Youth Affairs Council of Victoria, mm. which would you probably would have heard uh, listeners in the last episode, if you listened to that, that was um, speaking oh, yeah. with Luke, who's a policy manager there. Mm. Uh, so at a, at a national level in Australia, there is AYAC, the Australian Youth Affairs Coalition, and so they stopped getting government funding, I think it was six years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What All right. Let me, t- let me take you on <laughs> so a journey. So much political issues here. Let me take you Absolutely. on a journey. Yeah. So, so I guess before I delve into this, so you've, you've heard me, if you've listened to the other episodes, you've heard me rave about the Y20, the Youth Summit mm. for the G20, which I was so lucky to go to. Mm. So part of that scholarship is working is working on a policy paper. So my topic that I'm looking into is how the Australian government can engage youth perspectives in policy making at a national level. So I've been delving into this and coming up with policy recommendations, which is kind of what we'll end up talking about. In the process of looking into this, I was understanding the background, the context. When, what happened? What happened to the youth perspective in national policy making in Australia? So pretty much it, it's been pretty common to have a minister for youth from about the 70s i think mm-hmm. it's just kind of yeah kind of one of the one of the ministers that are just right. always there and then in 2013 the minister for youth position was abolished yeah that was what we uh, elected a liberal national coalition so mm-hmm. if you're an international listener that's more of the more of the right side of politics right. even though it's liberal which can yes. be confusing but yeah mm. they're, they're more of the right side that government got rid of the minister for youth they mm. uh, ceased funding AYAC the Australian Youth Affairs Coalition and pretty much since then there it's just been very kind of nothing like there, there was no real way for youth voices or the youth perspective to really be heard when it came yeah. to national policy making at the same time there's been some good things happening at, an, at a territory and a state perspective. Mm-hmm. So in Victoria, we have... It's called a Congress? No. Yes. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty much an advisory committee of young Victorians. Oh. Yes. So we have a Minister for Youth uh, in Victoria, and we have mm-hmm. an advisory committee. And in other states and territories, there is some kind of youth advisory committee, or there's a Minister for Youth. And there's also... You might have heard of a youth parliament, maybe? Mm. Yeah, yeah, so at a state and territory level, that's very common. But yeah, at a national level, for the past few years, there's pretty much been nothing. Yeah. I think the opposition, the more left party, introduced a shadow minister for youth last year. Mm-hmm. And then... In, so we had a na- we had a federal election, a national election. I didn't really see anything from the the Liberal National Coalition about what they were going to yeah. do for for young people. Mm-hmm. So it was a real surprise mm. when they announced a minister for youth. Yeah. We have a minister for youth now in oh, Australia. Really? Yeah. Starting from from nothing for a few <laughs> years. We have oh, one. It's, oh, that's, cool. that's why it's you know. It's a step in the right direction, right? Which right. makes my research that I've been doing so exciting yes. because 
I'm really hoping that there'll be a window of opportunity yeah, for absolutely. my policy nerds out there. <laughs> Bit of a kingdom yeah. framework. I need to stop. That's really unhelpful. So that's why it's really exciting. Yeah, mm. we, we have a minister for youth now. And I'm hoping that will be an opportunity, which is what I talk about in my policy paper, for how one way how young people's perspectives can get heard by mm. the government. So... One of my recommendations is that a minister for youth should be going out to young people and engaging with them and hearing what they have Mm -hmm. to say using Instagram stories, you know, absolutely love Instagram, using Facebook, using Twitter, Mm -hmm. really going to where young people are and, you know, helping to build trust by reaching out to them. True. And also, you know, maybe they can. I think what I'm what I'm proposing is that they put together a, a report every year of mm. to document how they've reached out to young people and put that table that in the parliament to say I have gone out yeah. and I have listened to young people and this is what they have to say. We've kind of jumped into the mechanics of it, but it's probably good to take a step back and say, mm. hold up, hold up. Why why is it so important? Mm youth perspectives to be heard yeah at na- in national at a national level of policy making yeah mm. like, what, are, what are some of your thoughts oh yeah i mean we we are the generations to come that's the first thing and the thing about policy making is that we don't want to make a solution just for the present moment we want it to be mm. a long-term one so how do we invest in that if we don't look at the democracy uh, the, sorry the demography yeah that is to come great yeah um, so true. yeah but also i think um many many young people this is from my impression as well mm. many young people are actually very um concerned about social issues yes. although they're pretty detached from the politics itself mm. they actually care about social issues so yeah it would um make us wonder as young people how much are we hurt and like how what is democracy anyway yeah, no, yeah. yeah. so it's really interesting to look at yeah You're so right and that that's exactly what i uh what i've come across in doing my research there there's a lot to show to to prove that young people we do really care about mm. policy issues and we want to learn more and we want to understand yes. what they are talking about mm. but it's really hard when you you know you tune into the news and yes. they're talking oh. about things. And even as a policy student, sometimes mm. I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I have to go and really look it up. And as I've said before, this is my, this is one way I try and communicate policy in a way that makes yeah. more sense yeah. and is hopefully somewhat more entertaining than, you know, <laughs> yeah. But, but you're so right. Mm. Young people definitely, we do really care, but there's research to show that young people are less engaged in electoral politics so the whole oh, really? the voting process I, I think in general we're probably uh, me personally mm. i'm really put off by party politics yeah that does not interest me at all but i care about problem solving but yeah in terms of the de- demography as well that's an interesting point because according to the last census we did was 2016 which mm-hmm. is how many years ago Three, Three can yeah. count. Young people aged... Okay, it's testing my memory. I think it was 15... Young people aged 15 to 24 made up about 12% of the population. Oh, yeah. Which is fairly significant. Yeah. Especially when you consider the fact that in our Australian Parliament, representation of people under 30 is at 
wait for it, 0.004%. Oh, gosh. Which basically yeah, means one. Terrible. there's one yeah. person. <laughs> one person under 30. And so that's why I'm really excited about mm-hmm. the potential of what a minister for youth can do in highlighting the youth, the youth perspective yeah. in parliament. True, yeah. Which kind of leads on to another... My another recommendation I've I've mm-hmm. put forward is that so we I mentioned how you, there are youth parliaments at a state or territory level. Mm-hmm. I think a youth parliament at a national level is another way to include and educate young people in the parliament yeah. process. Because if we're if we're we're a bit disengaged from the mm-hmm. whole electoral thing, then maybe creating a platform where young people from across Australia mm-hmm. can get together. Yeah and you know put debate and pass bills that are then delivered to ministers mm-hmm. in the Australian government to say this is what young people have put forward and yeah because i think young people are more than capable absolutely we yes. are and i think sometimes we can get we can think that we don't know enough actually our experience as young people is our expertise and mm. the fact that we we have we're growing up in a very different era you know mm-hmm. technology I think there are signals that governments across the world are realizing how much young people have to offer Mm. when it comes to complex problem solving. So, for example, the United Nations has a youth strategy for Mm. how they're engaging young people uh, towards the uh, 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, Mm -hmm. which is really awesome and there's research on other countries that have a minister for youth or have national advisory councils of young people and yeah it's good and i yeah i really hope that this is something that's going to continue and we're going to see more of because we've got everything to gain Mm. by bringing young people into policy discussions and empowering them Mm. in the process and at the same time, thinking about all these different ways that young people can get engaged, there are there are challenges and risks about how do you engage young people appropriately and not in a tokenistic way of you know tick yes. tick the checklist. Yeah. Oh, we went and, we went out and heard some young people and what they yeah. had to say. Tick, we've listened <laughs> to the youth, quote unquote, yeah. uh, and that's something that I have looked at in my recommendation what i'm proposing is a pilot of a national youth advisory committee mm. Mm. what is that let me tell you so i mentioned how in at a ter- at state and territory level there are some youth advisory councils and committees what i'm proposing is that we have a national one where you bring together well, i can't remember how many 18 oh. my policy paper will be published and you can <laughs> read it then but i'm proposing that there's a committee of young people from across Australia from um, that you know is that really captures the diversity of young people in Australia, and they can provide a direct source of the youth perspective to the Minister for Youth. Mm-hmm. But also, and this is the key, is that uh, what I think is that y- you could use a committee of young people to work with the Australian government to come up with new ways for how the youth perspective can be heard and can be engaged in policy making. And that was a lot of words. But essentially what I found in my research and in talking to academics is that it's re- when it comes to policy co-design, it's really important that 
you're not just bringing young people into an existing, you know, institutional bureaucratic Mm -hmm. system, but you're actually coming up with new ways of how young people can get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's my uh, national youth committee idea. So interesting. Yeah. The thing is, and I, I should say this, these are not, these are not new ideas. They have been proposed by AYAC, for example, the Australian Youth Affairs Coalition, other peak bodies, other experts. So I definitely don't want to make it seem like, you know, these are my, these are my novel and innovative ideas. No, like they, <laughs> they've been proposed before, but which just goes to show that it's just, there's a real opportunity. And I guess the last thing I would say from thinking about my recommendations is that it's really important to have strong evaluation Mm. in place because it's all about you need to build up an evidence base to say this worked this didn't work that's true we Mm. should keep doing this because I think that was missing from there was a big there was a lot of activity around youth engagement in around um, 2008 to 2012 Mm. but it was really hard for me to find analysis and evaluation of the different mechanisms they use. So they had an Australian youth forum, for example, mm. which looked really awesome, but it was hard to find something that was publicly available of, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yes. True. Yeah. I'm just having a quick look through my little paper. Sure. Is there anything else? Did I include any other fun facts? <laughs> <laughs> fun facts about youth engagement. Maybe the why. The why. The why. Why is the young people less engaged yeah Mm, that's a good question (laughs) why so yeah i guess i guess to give a little recap so we've um talked about why it's important for young people Mm. to be heard in policy making process we we touched briefly on you know what does that look like i uh i explained some of the policy recommendations that i'm working on for how the australian government could engage young people but yeah why Mm. Why are young people not being engaged? Mm. And that's a really tough question. It is. Because I guess there's lots of different ways you could look at it. I mean, we we talked about how representation of young people Mm. in the parliament is (laughs) 0.04%. So (laughs) by sheer sheer numbers, they're just, they're not, we're not there. Mm. And maybe that's... Yeah, why, why are not why are more young people not in parliament? Is it because we're not running, or is there this? And I mean, I'm speculating here. Is there a is there a, a culture of you know you have to wait your turn or something like mm-hmm. that? Again, I I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I'm not haven't worked in politics. So if you have worked in politics and you're listening to this, <laughs> let me know what you think because yeah. I would we'll love be, to know. I would like to yeah. know. Yeah. Like is, is that, I mean, I assume there must be, cause I mm. guess for most, for most sectors, that probably is the case of, you yeah. know, you bide your time, you yeah. wait your turn. And maybe that's, maybe that ties into this broader perception that people can have of young people mm-hmm. that were not, you know, yeah. I don't know <laughs> that, that. Yeah. But again, as I said, young people have so much to offer mm-hmm. and it's about working with people from different generations. Mm-hmm. We can collectively, we all have so much to offer. People who are older have 
depth of experience and knowledge that mm. they can pass on and young people we can bring the the new perspective mm. and we can talk firsthand about what we are experiencing so you know my, myself leaving high school the education system has not prepared me pr- adequately yes. for the world is how it's changing yeah. and the future of work and I can talk firsthand about what that's like mm-hmm. and that and that as I said before that experience is our expertise yeah and I guess that's kind of comes down to I guess that's one way one one key reason about why governments should work with different members of the community when it comes to problem solving and policy yeah. design and service but again I won't g- get too into a whole academic spiel no. of <laughs> theoretical history of policy <laughs> government. right but yeah I, I guess maybe that's yeah mm. do you have any thoughts about maybe why mm. I was I was just wondering how much is it linked to the declining political trust oh that's a good one yeah that's because yeah. I, I, I just um I was just reading through an article from the conversation mm. and well it was interesting because they provided us with a graph of the degree of political trust in Australia it was presented in like year per year yeah over the course of a decade i think and the there was a very large drop from 2013 to 2016 right. and um, it was one of the theories is because what happened there was the the replacement of the prime minister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which was very unexpected, mm. and everyone was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really interesting, and um, apparently, um, most of mo- most of the people that were less engaged after then were women really? and and young people. Yeah go yeah and that's actually on the, on that note there's pretty much if you're under 30 in australia you've you have never elected a party where the the leader of that party who who then by default becomes a prime minister has mm-hmm. lasted for the full term right <laughs> so I, I guess that's always a good qualifier oh. i think in australia sometimes we think that we directly vote for the prime minister mm-hmm. Which, in a way, we vote we vote for a party, and the leader of the party becomes the prime minister. Yeah. So there's been a there's been a lot of talk about you know by impl- I guess by implication when you vote for a party you're kind of assuming the leader's going to stay right, in place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the past yeah, um, yeah so I, that would massively have a huge impact mm. on your yeah. And there's also there's uh, so there's the there's an Australian representative to the United Nations, mm-hmm. Australian Youth Representative to the United Nations, and they go around and do a nationwide consultation process with young people in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the 2018 report said that uh, something like around 20, only around 20% of young people felt that their opinions were accurately reflected by their politicians. Yeah. Wow, so basically it's, it's really not yes, looking good. Yes. So there seems to be this real gap mm-hmm. or this real divide and that's why I think it's so important to bring young people into policy because yeah. from a yeah, from a democracy point of view mm-hmm. it's really important that young that young people if we are the future generation that we yeah. see that democracy works and we want to fight to protect it mm-hmm. because on that note um the Lowy Institute poll I think it was last year found that 
less than half of young people in Australia uh, think that democracy is the best option. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I've worded That's it correctly, but yeah. it was essentially reflecting there's a real... It's not just politics, it's yeah. democracy itself. Yes. Which is really concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to mention when it comes to youth engagement and policy? I think following from our, our own discussions, mm. um, it was just um, about like how much... If we, if we talk about the um, exposure of media for young people... Mm. Um, I think what I've found lately is that what creates that distrust is also um, how much we tend not to separate political issues and policy. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So what's ha- what has been exposed on the media is more of the, pol- the political milieu as opposed to right. the problem solving. Because it's boring and <laughs> politics is so much drama, it's marketable. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, so, so true. <laughs> yeah, but that's why, that, that's where it gets depressing, I think, because, yeah. you know, we, we don't trust the people in many ways. Yeah. But we, we are not exposed on, like, how much the issues can be solved. That's awesome. And I wonder if that's because maybe... Is it that maybe politicians don't realise, for whatever reason, how much we want to be involved and we want to understand mm. about the problem solving? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure, yeah. I mean, I guess... Be good. In a way, they, they probably benefit as well from people focusing on the drama. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I guess there's... there's you can, I, There's definitely a lot of different ways to approach it and there's mm-hmm. definitely no clear answer. Otherwise, we probably yeah. would have... You know, yeah, like sort of everything. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess whenever you, when it, when you do start including a lot of voices in problem mm-hmm. solving, it it is another aspect to manage. But at the same time, it's unsustainable what's going on right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and again, I personally would love to hear more about the problem solving side of yeah. things. And I think, from my perspective, not just young people, I think politicians underestimate people Mm. in a way yeah i mean again i I have to say that not as a politician and not as someone that's worked in politics Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there are politicians who are not like that at all yeah yeah but from what i'm observing as a young person in australia it feels like i'm being underestimated it's true yeah on that note you should probably wrap up yeah thank you so much for joining me me. that was (laughs) was great fun fun. yeah i loved it all right (laughs) take care listeners like and subscribe, leave a review, find me on Instagram, what the policy. Tell me your thoughts. Mm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>